Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It is the 25th day of the month of September. I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast today. And I remind you, today is our monthly meeting in Flowery Branch, Georgia, 4 p.m. Eastern Time this afternoon. Sterling on the Lake Clubhouse Theater in Flowery Branch. We meet there every Tuesday night, but we meet once a month on Sunday. If you're coming through our area, we would love to have you with us. Of course, we record these sermons and we post them so that you can be blessed by them wherever you might be. The one that is up um, right now, we put it up yesterday. I'm sorry, we it's up today. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Put it up today, that's right. It's called The Crooked Made Straight. Check that out. I think it is really going to bless you. We have some travel coming up very soon. Um, in two weeks, I will be... Uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a little less than two weeks. I actually speak on the Thursday, October the 6th, Healing Grace Church, details at our website, and uh, we, we'll be part of a conference going on there with Peter Swart and uh, all of our friends, many of which are teaching in the same online school that we are uh, through Peter's ministry, and we'll be there that first weekend of October. I will be in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, on the 23rd day of October, preaching for my dad at South Poplar Bluff Church. And we, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, 10.30 a.m. Central Time, we have usually try to come through once a quarter, but it's been a while since we've been able to come in there and preach for dad. And so I'm very excited to go back to Poplar Bluff. We always have such a good time with our friends, and we will be there on the 23rd. And then, of course, our monthly meetings in October will be the 28th in Chapin, South Carolina, and the 30th of October in Flowery Branch. Okay, I want to close this little mini journey I've been on in the book of Jeremiah. I'm looking back at my notes. I didn't realize we'd been with him this long. We started on the 14th of September talking about Jeremiah, and we've done a little bit with Jeremiah every day since. Here we arrive the 25th of September, and we're going to kind of put put this behind us. I have some ideas for the next few days. And then on the 30th, the essay edition, that'll transition us into something brand new for October that I'm very excited about. Uh, For now, I I don't have a verse today. It's an interesting way to end. It's an interesting way to do a podcast. I don't have a text. What I have is the Bible laying open in front of me. And so for purposes of tagging this podcast with what this will be, uh, you know, when, when people look through them for a description, we're going to say this is Jeremiah 52. But the reality is, is that we're not reading anything from Jeremiah 52 today. We're simply showing that Jeremiah ends after chapter 52 in, quite frankly, a very anticlimactic fashion. It doesn't give us any real resolve with Jeremiah. Here's a guy that spends decades trying to do the right thing. He never really builds an audience. He doesn't, from what we can tell, really have a single true convert. Um, He's mocked. He's rejected. But he's one of the most obedient and faithful people the Bible ever shows when he's given any chance at all to sort of ease his life or make things better. He chooses to do the will of God, even if it means life's going to be harder. He has moments of whining. He has moments of complaining. It's in this that Jeremiah is very human, like us. But what you really want is you want to get to the end of Jeremiah 52, and it sort of end like Job, 
where, oh, he gets everything back. He gets twice as much back. He gets more land than he lost. Everybody loves him. We live happily ever after. That's kind of the way Job ends. But Jeremiah knows such luck. We don't really even hear about him in the last few verses of of Jeremiah 52. Uh, We get his command at the end of 51, and then we sort of get the fall of Jerusalem under review, how the temple and the city were plundered, how the people were taken to Babylon. In fact, Jeremiah 52 is the validation of all of his ministry that says, look, everything happened the way I said it was going to happen, but we don't even get Jeremiah standing there going, na, 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 boo, boo, I told you so. We get nothing. We don't see him win. We don't see him gloat. We don't even really see him lose. We just don't see him. So I kind of get to the end and go, well, God, what are we supposed to learn from this? And here's, there's a couple of things it reminds me of. One is from my, my Pentecostal heritage. We studied the book of Acts a lot, and this is no real brain bender here. Everybody recognizes that Acts is that book of the New Testament that doesn't say amen. You know, the the epistles always give you a close. Acts doesn't give you a close. It just kind of stops. So it's led people to say a bunch of stuff. But the one common thing, this is what I mean by this ain't a real brain bender, is we kind of go, well, there's no Acts 28. There's no amen at the end of 28. And since it's about the church, we are Acts 29. I remember wearing a a little pen on my little suit coat when I was a teenager that said Acts 29. So it was, you know, I was living out the 29th chapter of Acts. And it wasn't really anticlimactic. It was that we are the climactic version. And we kind of thought of ourselves that way too. Like we are what this was leading up to. Maybe that was pretentious, but it was what it was. Um, that reminds me, so that reminds me a little bit of there's no ending to Acts because we're living it out. It also reminds me of my work in Jonah. We're, we're done, essentially. We're down to the final edits on our book called Greater Than Jonah. And Jonah doesn't end with great resolve either. In fact, Jonah ends, the only book of the Bible that ends with a question mark. It's God asking Jonah a very probing question, sort of so that you and I get to the end of the book and ask ourselves probing questions. But we don't get resolve. I'm going to take, so take the fact that Acts 28 has no good ending and that Jonah has an ending that's unsatisfied. We don't know if Jonah cleans up his act or not, is what I mean. Bundle those together with Jeremiah, and it helps me to understand this about Jeremiah. Maybe what we're supposed to take away is that the story doesn't always end well. And then not just that the story doesn't always end, because that's true, we, even though in a way our story never really ends as long as we have someone that remembers us, but that we aren't in this so that we live happily ever after. We're in this to follow our Savior. Sometimes things end happily ever after. Sometimes they don't. And I don't determine the favor of God based upon whether or not I have a soft landing. The favor of God, God is good even if my landing isn't particularly good. And so I don't need a clean ending to Jeremiah to know that he did what was asked of him. And then we leave that in the hands of the Lord. Something different and unique the next few days. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.